Welcome to the PR in Your Life podcast, episode number nine. This podcast is designed to help age 40 and over athletes live their best life. On this episode, we're going to talk all about diets. We've tried them all. We'll share what works, what doesn't work, and how our personal diets have evolved over time. We've got a lot to share, so let's go. Hi, I'm Dr. Libby. And I'm Coach Alex. Welcome to PR in Life podcast, where it's all about thriving, not just surviving as an over 40 athlete. I've been a family practitioner for almost 20 years, and I have been dissatisfied with what medicine has to offer athletes. Now, as a functional medicine doctor, I've teamed up with Alex, a functional health coach, to talk about how to get to the root cause of symptoms. And together, we'll teach you how to make 40 and beyond the best years of your life. All right. Good morning. Hi. How are you, Alex? I am. For June 1st, it's pretty good. Yes, absolutely. I know. It's nice out. It was a beautiful weekend. Yes. And oh my gosh, I'm just excited for summer. So <laughs> Yeah, fine. I do. We think it's finally here. Yeah, I, I think know. so, maybe. I think I so. Keep the air conditioner on instead of air, heat, air, heat, which I did for a little bit. Is it quit feeling like it's monsoon season, oh so hopefully the rain, yes. Andy says I have a one degree comfort zone, and he is kind of right. Like, I'm, if it's, you know, out of that, then I'm too, if it's a little bit too high, I'm so hot I can't stand it. And if it's a little bit too cold, I'm too cold and can't stand it. But I've been doing that as well. Are you I've a been, hot or cold person? I, <laughs> now that I, my hormones and mm-hmm. menopausal, it's all over the place. Yeah. So my thermostat's probably a <laughs> yeah. 10 degree range. And that yeah. could be 10 minutes difference between that. So I am always cold. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm always cold. And Andy's always hot. Yeah. And Andy loves to have air blowing on him constantly. Oh, and I hate that. Oh my gosh. Like my grandparents, I remember they taught us if air is blowing on you, you're going to catch pneumonia and probably die. And so they never would like let the fan blow on you directly. Like in the car, it was always no air blowing on you. And I just kind of grew up that way. And he feels like he cannot breathe if there's not a constant stream of air blowing (laughs) on him. So he turns the fans on, I turn the fans off. It's just... That is funny. Fun times. That's Dan always wants the overhead fans on, the fans in the car, and it drives me nuts. I do not like that. Mm -hmm. I'm the same as you. It just... On the weekends, like you know, he'll, we'll drive in my van together places. And then when I get back in my car on Monday morning, I have to readjust all of the vents because I like them pointed away from me and he Mm -hmm. likes them directly blowing on him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, just in case viewers want to know the puppies love the vents on them. So they get it directed on them and off me. So (laughs) just in case anybody wanted to know that that works for everybody. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, we're going to talk about diets today, which is, I mean, we can probably have 10 episodes on diets alone because there's so much information. Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, it's going to be a fun topic because. Yeah. Nutrition is fascinating. And there's so many different things, like you said, you know, really just diving into this and just talking about so many different things about nutrition and and really what is it in your life that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. And I, I have kind of come there myself with that because, you know, food is really supposed to be fuel for your body. And it is so much more, we've made it so much more than that. Mm -hmm. It's entertainment. It's um, what we use to make ourselves feel better. It's (laughs) all of these things. And it really should be fuel for our body, you know? Exactly. You know, even more of just expanding on that, the fuel for your body, it's really starting, kind of as we've talked about being mindful of really looking at what the food that you eat does for your body, Mm -hmm. besides just feeling and giving you energy of really looking at what all those macro and micronutrients are doing Mm -hmm. as you're eating them. Absolutely. It's so fascinating. And it's, you know, so much... There's so much complexity to it, really, and we'll try Mm -hmm. to unpack some of that today. But before we dive into that, let's talk about (laughs) some fun stuff. So um, let's talk about... I had my question. Yeah, go ahead. You you go ahead. Okay. So way back in the day, before we knew any better, Mm -hmm. what was your typical pre-race breakfast? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember you guys used to call me Iron Stomach because I could yes, just eat all the stuff. You could. You could eat dairy, yeah. everything right before we oh, yeah. would run. But I, I 
it, I don't think it started this way, but it evolved to this as toaster strudels. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love Which those things. Ones? My favorite were like a raspberry oh, cream yeah. cheese. Yes, it had like because I liked the cream cheese, but then I really liked the fruit ones too. But that had the combination of both. Yeah, and the icing packs that you would drizzle mm-hmm. on top of them, and. Um, I got to where I would eat two of those before. That's it? Just two? <laughs> just two. I think they're meant to be just eating one, but like I would put two of them in the toaster. And then I would I would put toast them and then I'd microwave them for a little bit longer. And then I'd put the icing on there. Yeah. And oh my gosh, the kids would hover around me and be like, can I have that icing pack? And I'm like, no, it's mine. <laughs> no, it's mine. Okay. So what about you? Well, to go back to the two, there mm-hmm. was this really funny thing that was on the other day. They're talking about a toaster has two slots. Yes. So obviously you were meant to have two. Right. If you were meant to have one, it would be one slot. Yes. So just- I, What was that on? Because I swear I saw that too. Was it? it they were talking about Pop-Tarts. Was that Jerry Seinfeld? I think it was. <laughs> that was that stand-up comedy. Okay. You know what? That's on Netflix right now and it's so good. And I was thinking about that this morning because I lost my, I got in my car to come here and I couldn't find my phone. And I was thinking about him talking about maybe we're just carriers for yes. our phones, right? Like because <laughs> like maybe the phones are running the show and we're just their yeah. their carriers. But I had that thought. But well, that that's a funny thing. If you guys have not watched that Jerry Seinfeld oh, stand up thing that's on Netflix right now, it is highly great. recommend it. It's very good. Well and I thought of you too and then we'll get back to the question of when he was talking about texting and you know they've read it and then you see the little dots. Yes. Had the other day read mine and the little dots <laughs> were up and I was waiting, 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 waiting. And then nothing came. I was like, where'd the dots go? She was there. She left. So I ghosted you, huh? You did. You ghosted me. Oh my I was God. devastated. That is so funny when that happens. It happens to me all the time too. I know. You're oh like, where'd gosh. they go? I don't know what that was all about though. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. Now I'm curious. But yeah, but yeah so, so toaster strudels were always my yep. go-to thing. And then like after, yeah. yeah. So um, when I think about eating after racing or exercising, the one thing I always craved and wanted so much was Coke. Yeah. From McDonald's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For some reason, it's so much better yes. from McDonald's. But um, I remember that time, and I can't remember for the life of us where we were at, but we had gone somewhere. Some race. I'm sure something. it was a race because we had traveled. And I remember we finished and we were like, I'm so starving. And we both wanted, like, I, I remember after sometimes endurance stuff, I would crave protein. Always. Which I was a never. Big burger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally my cravings are sweets, but that was, and we went through Wendy's. And I remember by the time, we paid and we're like pulling out onto the road again. I had eaten my entire burger. <laughs> and so, yes, we did go through again. Yes. And we got another burger. So. Yes, but that was always, always the best. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, a burger and a Coke was always my post-race yeah, go-to. the long stuff. Absolutely. Um, I remember, and this is so funny because I think about all the marathons that I bonked and wondered why my sugar dropped out halfway through. Our go-to was brown sugar Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at that now and I'm like, well, maybe for like half marathon mm-hmm. or a 10K or something, but right. wow. Yeah. You know, talk about burning through those carbs awfully fast and then what do you have left? If, right. Yeah. And, you know, our bodies would rather burn carbs than fat. And if it's only knows how to burn, if you're always giving it carbs and it only knows how to burn carbs, it doesn't really... It's not able to access that fat store as easily. Well, and think about that was probably the time, too, that we were all high fat or high carb, no fats. Correct. And so our bodies, we weren't really getting fats anyway. Exactly. Or even if we did, it wasn't good fats. Yes. That's for sure. Because we stayed away from, exactly. you know, butter and dairy and avocado. and That's what yeah. we were told to do. Mm-hmm. And we were listening and being yeah. good. And it just didn't no. didn't work so yeah so i was thinking as i was preparing for this kind of how my diet has evolved over the years and you know it's kind of interesting is that i i've always had kind of a good metabolism i've yeah. got some good genetics and genetics does play a really yes, huge role in in your um weight for sure and i was just blessed with a good one so um so i was always thin without any effort and then it started to become it, you know, the metabolism starts it to slow, it started bit, to change yeah. a little bit. And then, you know, the the choice for me was, well, I'll just run and I'll eat. And I made zero changes with my diet. I just exercised away the excess calories and kept things stable. 
And then it became harder to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't able to run as as much. And so that's when I started trying calorie restriction. And I yeah. remember using my fitness pal and logging things into my fitness pal. And it, and it did work. Um, but I remember putting in things like, you know, I would eat all kinds of processed food. I really liked eating the processed food better because it was yeah. so easy to determine you how many calories. You thought it was exactly perfect. Yes, yes I mm-hmm. did. And um, it was, I remember thinking like, well, the granola bar, it tells me how much calories are in here, where if I make a chicken breast, I don't really know for sure how Unless much is I in weigh this. Everything yeah. And, yeah. So I really just ate a bunch of packaged things. And what happened is it would work, but it really just wasn't sustainable. You know, it, it yeah. required sheer willpower. I was starving all the time, um, but I would just buckle down and just do it for a while. And um, the next thing I remember doing was I did this 30 days of isogenics, and um, it really worked. Like it was yeah. a shake in the morning and a shake in the evening, or no, a shake in the morning, a shake at lunch, and then like a reasonable dinner. Yeah. And but then there were um, and there were a couple of days of fasting in there sometimes too, and it was really hard. But I felt really good when I did it. And then after the 30 days were over, I kind of kept on a pretty great diet. And Andy and I both did it together. And we both felt really, really good during that time. But what happened was, when the 30 days were over, we still stuck to a pretty good diet. But then over time, we started adding some things back in, and then adding some more things back Mm -hmm. in. And then eventually, months down the road, you're kind of right back to where you started, right? I mean, that, that was, it just wasn't, easy to keep on it long term, you know? You know, and and I always struggled with that stuff being um, an athlete of, am I getting enough calories? Mm -hmm. So then I would always say, well, I need extra calories because, and so then it was always very subjective for me. Mm-hmm. So Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, right. And then you have these workouts and you don't feel good. So you mm-hmm. tell yourself, I need more food. And and it just, you know, it's just so, so hard in the long term. I mean, when you're willpowering through, yeah. We only have a limited amount of willpower and and things come up and then it's just really hard to sustain it long term. And so that was probably maybe the best I had done for a while. I mean, that we sustained that yeah. that for a long, long, long time. I remember we went on a vacation um, in August. I think we did that isogenics thing maybe in May. And in August, we were on vacation and we were still really crushing it then. Um, but it was maybe in the fall. Like mm-hmm. Probably we crushed it until probably the holidays. The holidays. I bet you it was yeah. from May until about Halloween. And then we started that downward spiral on Halloween. Yep. And next thing you know, we were kind of right back at it again. And, and now what I do is um, I eat pretty much lean protein, healthy fats, lots of vegetables, some fruit, and um, I try not to snack, and I try to cheat only intentionally. So instead yeah. of just like, oh, you know, at the moment, this I'm sounds good. i right now. Right. I just try to say, no, you know, I, I plan for what I'm going to eat. Like, for instance, we had this... Um, small family get together on this weekend. It was my mother-in-law's retirement party. And so I got this cake and I was, I mean, I could not wait to eat the cake. It was so good. And I had two pieces of it. It was so delicious. I couldn't decide if I wanted chocolate or white. So I had both. Both. Um, But that was the only like sugar I had Mm -hmm. all. And it was so good. I mean, when you, when you don't eat it very often, it tastes so amazing. And when you don't eat it very often, like an apple tastes amazing. But you know what? If you ate M&M's and then you ate an apple, the apple doesn't taste so good. It's such a letdown. Well, it's Mm -hmm. mentally. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to a podcast this morning, and they were talking about that they had a client that could eat two pizzas. Mm -hmm. And as they changed their eating habits to be more healthy, you know, full nutrients, everything else, that when they had the pizza, they wanted less. And it just didn't have the same satisfaction mm-hmm. because their body had slowly kind of evolved and it didn't have that same mental feeling mm. of like, goodness. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it, kind of the same thing of, you know, you're feeling your body getting good things and you're like, I don't feel like I need to mm-hmm. have that as much as I used to. Yeah. And what I've noticed is the way I'm eating now is I'm full. Mm-hmm. So when I was calorie restricting and doing my fitness pal, I was never full. Yeah. I mean, I remember like at the end of the day, oh my gosh, my calories are gone. I'm going to have to wait till tomorrow, but I can, I can do it. And I sure will powered through it. The foods I'm eating now really fill me up. 
So right. I'm not hungry. Well, and people, we are not going to get into it today. Mm-hmm. But in the future, we are going to talk about why calorie counting mm-hmm. does not work mm-hmm. and how every calorie is not equal. Mm-hmm. And so just... Absolutely, because it is so, so, so true. Mm-hmm. And I feel terrible about some of the things I told patients for a long time because it was what I was taught, but it was false. It really yeah. was. Um, so tell me about you, about your diet. Like where, where did when did you very first start dieting and kind of what things did you try and... I think I'm pretty similar is, um, you know, I'd always been fairly lean. I've always had carried a lot more muscle mass Mm -hmm. and just genetics. You know, people always say, oh, my gosh. And it's like, no, it's just genetics. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Yes, I have a good diet. But Mm -hmm. um, and it was after my second son that I kind of had a harder time losing the weight and I'm trying to remember. It was, it was my second baby too. Yes. That's when I lost. Oh, yeah, second kid. The first one, it, it came yeah. right off. And the I was second thinner one, yeah, after the first one than I was before I got pregnant. Yes, I was like what in the world? I wore my jeans home from the hospital with Josie, not, like regular jeans, no, and then I didn't quite do that. But <laughs> but it, Ainsley, mm, I did yeah. not. But yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. Go ahead. No, and that was like I had put on. About 30, 35 pounds. I was working full time, going to school part time, had the two boys, fast food mm-hmm. constant. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I'm, you know, kind of we joked before the dryer just kept on shrinking my clothes. Yes. And but just feeling awful. And um, some people from my church were doing Herbalife. Okay. And so I, very similar to the isogenics, yes. the two shakes, that kind of stuff. And I had fabulous success mm-hmm. with it. And I dropped the weight. But as I dropped the weight, I felt good enough to start exercising. Mm-hmm. So it was that double, you know, you're feeling good, you want to eat better, that kind of thing. So, but that, then that kind of started the journey of the whole typical. Um, as a runner, you were told back then, high carb, high carb, high carb, you know, eat all the breads, mm-hmm. pastas, everything. And so that's how I ate for such a long time until I quit running and then was in CrossFit. Paleo was really pushed mm-hmm. very, very hard. Um, so did the paleo, tried keto, um, didn't ha- as an athlete, didn't do very well with the keto, mm-hmm. keto at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't do it long enough or do it right because I've learned so much more about keto now, mm-hmm. you know, of how you properly do that. Um, but now, kind of like you, I just try to balance. Mm-hmm. Balance, you know, every meal, I try to have a fat, a protein, and a healthy carb. Mm-hmm. And kind of same thing, I try to, you know, at least fast 12 hours, mm-hmm. kind of make that a typical, you know, whether it's six to six or, you know, normally I can go, you know, 14 hours is, seems to be pretty, pretty yeah. typical. Yeah. Um, but kind of same thing, trying not to snack as much as I used to, but really just trying to eat the good, healthy, not prepackaged, not processed. Right. Sticking to just, and you do, I think you feel fuller because it's real food. Yes, I know. And I, I don't count calories at all no. now. And I very rarely eat anything yeah. packaged or processed. Mm-hmm. I eat real, real food. Um, yeah, it, it you works. Know, and it made me laugh, like during this, not laugh, but just very introspective. Like through this whole COVID thing, I think I ate out, we did carry out maybe two times wow the entire we just cooked yeah we just cooked a ton and we just i had to buy more silverware because (laughs) we're eating at home so much that the silverware is never like we're it's always in the dishwasher all of it wow so i was at a great i was at costco this weekend and i bought like another thing of silverware because we're constantly running out of it but um yeah, that's exactly how I eat too, is I just eat the real food. I was I had a good point about this. Oh, I know what it was. Okay, so here's what happens in our bodies. <clears throat> Your body has a preference for what it wants to burn mm-hmm. as far as energy and calories. So the first thing your body wants to burn is alcohol. So if you've got alcohol on board, that's the very first priority for burning through it. And then if you don't have alcohol on board, the next priority is carbs. And if you don't have carbs on board, 
then your body will burn fat. Mm -hmm. But what happens with most of us, and we've been told like, oh, to keep your metabolism stoked, right? You need to eat six meals per day. Like that, I believed that for a long time and would tell people that. Well, what happens with six meals per day or three meals per day with snacks in between, basically is what you're doing, is you're burning carbs and then you run out of carbs and you're hungry, so you eat more carbs, then you burn carbs, and then you run out of carbs and you're hungry, so you eat more carbs and then you burn the carbs. And, And you never tap into the body fat. Yeah. Um, which is what you really want to burn. And then I sent an email to all of my clients this week about intermittent fasting. And and I told them this, I said, you know, you do intermittent fasting. Did you know that? Um, because we all, unless you're waking up at night, every and three hours and having the snacks, night. Yeah. we're all intermittent fasting. Right. You know, so from the time you take your very last bite of food before you go to bed until the time you take your first calorie in in the morning, Mm-hmm. You're fasting. Yeah. Um, so if you have potato chips right before midnight and then you go to bed, your fasting window starts at midnight. And then say you wake up at 7 a.m. and you eat a donut. Well, then that was a seven-hour fast. Right. Um, but say you eat dinner at 6 p.m. and you have no snacks and then you don't eat breakfast until 8 a.m. Yeah. That's a 14-hour fast. 14 hours. And during that time, you know, your body had to burn through the carbs from your dinner, um, so however, however long that takes. But then eventually you get through those carbs and you start to tap into your fat. And when you start to tap into your fat, that's, that's I mean, that's what we want to lose. Like, you know, when you first start a diet, it's really exciting because you very first start and your weight goes down, like, pretty oh, quickly. Yeah. That's water. That's what that yeah. is. I am not as concerned about losing my water weight. I'm concerned about losing my body fat. And mm-hmm. the way you lose that is by letting your body. Yeah. I mean, the fat that we have on our body is fat that's been stored by our body to utilize in times that we're not eating. Yeah. It's for emergencies. Yeah. That's what it's let fight or flight. Yeah. It's holding on. But mm-hmm. if we don't ever let it get to that. Yeah. We never burn it. Well, and the other thing is, too, is when you are snacking like that all the time, two things happen. Your insulin is Mm. always up and down, up and down. Oh, my gosh, yes. Well, and then your body never has a chance to digest. Yes. So doing the fasting, not eating the snacking, you're allowing your body to do those two things that really make you feel better. I'm reading this book right now called The Obesity Code by Jason Fung. And I just started it this weekend. And it was so, yeah, I've never seen it explained as beautifully as he is doing it. Um, It just really makes sense. And he's a physician. He's a nephrologist. So he treats um, chronic end-stage kidney disease, Mm -hmm. which the most common reason to get chronic end-stage kidney disease is diabetes. Yeah. And which is? Which is an insulin problem. And so this just blew my mind and it made perfect sense. So there's type one and type two diabetes. Type 1 diabetes is the childhood onset diabetes. People that get type 1 diabetes are usually thin. Um, It's an autoimmune disease where the pancreas doesn't make insulin, and they need insulin. They don't get oral meds for diabetes. They get insulin shots. And so if you ever knew a little kid who had diabetes, they're type 1, and they need shots for life. Well, what? um, because it's an insulin deficiency, so you need to replace insulin. What's much, much more common is type 2 diabetes, and that is an overabundance of insulin. What happens is your body is resistant to insulin. It doesn't respond as well from the high sugar load. And so your body makes more and more and more insulin, and your body doesn't respond to it, so you have an insulin excess. Well, here's what we do in medicine. We're like, okay, let's give you more insulin. Yeah. It makes no sense, right? Why would you give somebody more insulin when they have too much insulin already? Well, what ha- we're treating the symptom, not the cause. The symptom is a high blood sugar. Well, how do you treat high blood sugar? Insulin. Well, really the answer is let's treat the insulin resistance. And how do you treat insulin resistance? By not eating foods Modifications that your cause diet. your insulin yeah. to spike up. And what doesn't yeah. cause insulin to spike up is fat, dietary fat. And what I also found interesting about the book was he was talking about the surge in heart disease. There was this heart disease, you know, Mm -hmm. came to be much more prevalent in like the 1950s. And we're like, oh my gosh, what's causing this? Well, it must be dietary fat. And that's when we started this like low fat, high carbohydrate craze. But really what was happening was lifespans were being ex- extended 
in, at this time because there's been a de- development of vaccines, um, antibiotics became a prevalent thing, the sanitation in our country was being improved. And so people were living longer. They were living long enough to get heart disease. Right. It wasn't that this dietary fat all of a sudden became a problem. Yeah. It was that people were living long enough to develop those consequences of and then so then we thought this was a huge problem and really if you look at the obesity rates from like the 1950s until now it's basically gone from about 15 percent to 40 percent as we've told people low fat high carb and we really never told them high carb but it's like when you're not eating fat look at the food pyramid you have to eat something right you look at the food pyramid exactly Mm -hmm. and the food pyramid there was all this controversy about is fat bad or fat good and there was lots of research saying it's good yeah but um the government took a stand and we're like okay it's bad let's do the food pyramid and we believed them and and doctors believed them too you know and um he said something else in this book that I found to be really fascinating as well. He was talking about if if weight was purely a willpower issue, why would there be overweight doctors? Exactly. And and I was thinking about this. It takes a lot of willpower to get into medical school and get through medical school. To do an Ironman, to run yeah. a marathon, to do so many different things. Right. And, you- and why do we have people who are overweight that do those things too. Those people do not lack willpower. Highly successful people, highly successful people all over the place that are overweight has nothing to do with willpower. Right. But we and, but we tell people it does. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we, you know, as a society kind of judge them like, well, I must not have enough willpower to, yeah. to do it. And we judge ourselves too. I mean, I think everybody's been in this situation yeah. where, um, and, and, you know, we assume and I'm in this calorie in calorie out thing, we assume that if you lessen the calories you're bringing in, that your your calories out stays the same. Right. But what happens is when you lessen the calories coming in, your body is like, oh, no, let me yeah. quit burning as many calories. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you're, and what happens, too, is your body takes what it needs mm-hmm. and it will hold on to that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wow, it's you're going to give me you. less. So I'm going to grab what I need and right. I'm going to hold on to it. Right. So it's not a calorie issue. It's a hormonal issue. Mm-hmm. And, and our hormonal systems have been completely messed up from our lifestyle. And part yeah. of that is, you know, just from the overabundance of highly dopamine producing foods that mm-hmm. are so rewarding yeah. and and through eating them and like we've lost our own hunger signals and we've lost our own ability to listen to our bodies to know when enough is enough yeah you know um, I remember when my kids were little this became obvious to me um I'm a fast eater like I, I I'm too. fast at everything because yeah. I'm, I'm like I don't want to waste time. I just got so much to do all the time that I'm just like, ah, I'm going to eat this food fast. fast. And um, But I remember in the middle of eating my food, like I was real hungry one day. I got my food. I'm sitting there. I'm eating it, like shoveling it in my face, like, <laughs> like there's yeah. an emergency. And something happened with one of the kids where they like fell off their seat and bunked their head or something. And so I had to stop eating and attend to their immediate need. And then I went back to eat my food that I was like ravishing. 10 minutes ago, and now all of a sudden, I'm like, gosh, I'm full. Because the hormone signals had caught up. Mm -hmm. There's like a 10-minute lag for that hormone signal to tell you I'm full. And we never get to that because we just eat and then eat and eat some more. Like, I mean, it happened to me yesterday. I ate this this dinner I had made, and I finished my plate. I'm like, oh, I need more. I need more right now. And I went and got some more more and ate it. But had I waited 10 minutes Probably I would have been full and I wouldn't have needed more, but it feels so yeah. urgent, you know? Well, and it's interesting talking about that in portion sizes. Mm-hmm. You go through, mm-hmm. like, typically, um, you know, like a portion size for me should be like the size of your fist. Mm-hmm. You know, it should be like the size of your palm, I think, for vegetables and whatnot. And so think about going through a fast food place. You're on your lunch break. You grab this stuff. It's about three to four times the amount that you need to have Mm -hmm. for portions, and you're eating all of it. Yeah. The restaurant industry has really um, changed 
what we view as a normal portion, right? Oh. I mean, if you order a meal at a restaurant, oh my gosh, that is so much more food than should be a yeah. normal sized portion yeah. for anybody. I mean, if we were really good, we would say, can I have a box mm-hmm. and cut it in half mm-hmm. at least and then take the rest and put it in a box and just eat the other half. Mm-hmm. And that's still plenty. And it and your body will adjust to that mm-hmm. too with time. I mean, I think one of the first keys is to eat more slowly and huh, I'm terrible at this, but I'm working yeah. on it. Um, eat more slowly. And then when you finish your, you know, make a normal portion size, eat slowly, finish your plate, wait 10 minutes. Right. If you're still starving, eat some more, you know, but if you, but oftentimes by 10 minutes, you're not going to want any more. Your well, that's hunger signal will have caught up with you. And it's also like the, the other thing that I've really been trying to do lately is adding in so much more vegetables mm-hmm. because it really tricks the visual of making you think you have all this food. Right. You know, you have your portions of, you know, whatever carb you're having and then your protein. But then, you know, for your vegetables, you can go to town mm-hmm. on as much vegetables. I mean, they're you can't so eat. low calorie. Mm-hmm. And then part of what fills you up is the actual filling up of your stomach, right? Yeah. Like the stretch receptors. Um, that's why I don't, I, I've kind of gotten away from shakes myself a little bit. Andy loves them and they're not bad for you. So I'm not advocating you don't have to have shakes, but I like the solid food in my stomach yeah. over the liquid food that doesn't seem to fill me up as much. And people say so differently. They're like, you know, chew your calories mm-hmm. and, you know, drink your liquids. Right. So, I mean... I remember hearing that way back when. Yeah, I think, let's see, it's chew your liquids and drink your food. Yeah, well, yeah. I heard differently of chew the cow of uh-huh. chew the food. Yeah, yeah, of and actually the calories. Yeah, really chew and, it. Yeah, instead okay. of drinking, of mm-hmm. getting away from drinking your calories as Got in it. a shake. Oh yeah, yeah, and so or they, anything like juices and all that too. Well, for sure. and I heard that actually the very first time, like during triathlon training, because mm-hmm. they were talking about people were not drinking enough because they had all their calories in their bottles. Mm. And, you know, because that was like the really big thing mm-hmm. of, you know, all the calories in it. Well, if you're not drinking enough, because I was never a big drinker mm-hmm. um, during exercise, I would not take in any calories because all my calories on my bottles on my bike mm-hmm. and I didn't drink it. Instead of if I would have eaten that Uncrustable or whatever I had, you know, in my, you know, pocket to eat, then I would know mm-hmm. I'm eating the calories that I need to have. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the first time it was a flip on that concept. Yeah, it's so interesting. There's so much information out there. And I was thinking about diets. I mean, there's so many information, so many diets out there and it's always like which one should I eat one thing I think they all agree upon is vegetables are good yes <laughs> I mean, because you cannot get anywhere else the micronutrients right. that you're getting in the vegetables that you're eating right so and it's so important I mean I think what I work on with my patients are it's first of all you have to yeah. eat a wide variety of micronutrients mm-hmm. to make your body the most efficient machine it can be then you have to absorb them. Yeah. And so many of us have this gut issue that we're maybe eating them, but we're not absorbing. maybe absorbing them. Mm-hmm. And so it is, and, and it's, and I have been in the trap too where I've eaten, I get in these ruts where I eat the same food all the time, but you need a diversity of micronutrients yeah. too. So yeah. it's so complicated. And it's no wonder that we struggle with this because there's so much information out there. And then it's, it's it's so 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 complex, but yeah, veggies. I, I think every diet agrees. I mean, even the strict vegans <laughs> agree, and yeah. the you know, well, I don't know. There's people who do that carnivore diet, I guess, but like vegetables are good for well, you. Well, you know, because the phytochemicals that you're getting out of plants mm-hmm. are the only place that you can get. I mean, some things you can get, you know, in a pill form, mm-hmm. and it's not as good as, mm-hmm. but like the phytochemicals, that's it. It's yeah. plants. That's it. Yeah. You can't get in any place else. And eating a rainbow of colors mm-hmm. is really good too. Yeah. You know, my kids like to eat the white diet, like pasta and <laughs> potatoes and <laughs> crackers, you know, and they like all yeah. the white food. And it's like, oh my God. I you used know, to too. I, I totally know. I did too. I was a carb aholic. That's what I, that's my go to, man. It's so satisfying. Well, but. you know, and it's interesting. <clears throat> like when I'm talking with clients and, um, 
having them do like their three-day like food journals and they'll write down their carbs. I'm always like fascinated on what their carbs are. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, how about a sweet potato Mm -hmm. or some more carbs out of vegetables? And they're like, what? Mm -hmm. You know, I want my bread. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Josie was telling me the other day, she's like, mom, I just don't like vegetables. And I said, you know, like, I don't think anyone ever craves broccoli. You know, I mean, that's just, but- You'll develop, I mean, you develop a taste for things and, you know, I don't know. I don't think anything tastes as good as feeling great feels. Yeah. And the more you get some of those highly processed things out of your body, the more you... Appreciate the other, because I yeah. do crave Brussels sprouts. Do you really? I I could eat those every day, mm-hmm. nonstop. I like them, Um, I but I don't think like, I mean, when I think about like It's craving, how I prepare them. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I, I like vegetables and I eat them, but I don't, like, someone was, there was a comedian once talking about broccoli. They're like, no one ever, like, comes into your house while you're cooking broccoli. Like, oh, my goodness, that, that smells, smells amazing. So- Give me some of that. Whereas, like, if you're baking a pie or a yes. cake or something like that, they'll be like, yum, you yeah. know. Um, it doesn't quite hit you the same yeah, way. they but don't make candles that say broccoli and cauliflower. Exactly. Yeah. It, but, yeah, but... um warm yeah. sugar um, brown cookie. sugar yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah they do make those that sure do for yes. sure oh my goodness yeah so um so i've been trying to talk her into eating more vegetables and she Just says trying. corn <laughs> she wants corn I'm like, there's eh. nothing in corn i know I'm like, okay dan I know yeah it's not really not really what i'm talking about here but um hey it's a start i mean it my kids are by no means perfect um but they are aware of some of the stuff, which I think is huge. I mean, they're, I think it is huge. They're they're thin and they're healthy, and they don't need to worry about this stuff. And I certainly don't want to make them, um, you know, overly focused on on their weight because their weights are fine. But I do want to give them the tools that they can utilize exactly. to be healthy long term. And 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 they neither one of them want to lose weight, but they are aware of what they should be eating and trying to do better mm-hmm. and um but you know it's it's trying to find that balance too and so and i i eat treats i do but i try to like minimize I tr- yeah i try to i try to eat like some i usually have something every week that yeah. um like a dessert but i try to make that just one time one dessert. Mm-hmm. and i you know try not to make it like you know, five pieces of the dessert and i try to make it something that i've like Okay, Saturday night I'm going out and I'm going to have some dessert. You know, yeah, instead of like, it that's it. Instead of having a stressful day and coming home and being like, I'm going to eat ten Oreos, which I've done many, many times before. Yeah. But um, I think it comes to why we eat, and partly we eat for we're hungry and we need to fuel our body, but partly we eat because it's fun and entertaining, yes. and partly we eat because it's like buffering our emotions. Really, it's like I'm stressed. I'm um, overwhelmed, I'm upset, I'm sad, you know, cookies will make me feel better. And they do. You know, and (laughs) it's interesting. And that is kind of like, um, like what we call food story. You Mm -hmm. know, what is your food story? You know, how is food for you? Like you said, I'm a stress eater. Mm -hmm. Um, I, and, and then the same way, like people will say when I'm stressed, oh my gosh, I can't eat. I'm like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> I How wish I had that problem. That? Yeah. You know, but it's interesting. Like everybody, like some people are bakers. That's their food story. Mm-hmm. Some people love to, you know, just eat out all the time. That's mm-hmm. their food story. So it's interesting, like working with clients on like, what is your food story? Mm-hmm. You know, what is your relationship with food? Right. And it's complex. It is very complex. Right. And kind of looking at that and figuring it out. Like and how can we make this work? Right. You know, and the, I love to eat out and... um because I hate to prepare food. I really yeah. do. But um, I've found I can really eat out and eat healthfully. You know, it's funny. Someone just, they texted me the other night. They're like, hey, I'm headed out to eat. Yeah. I don't know what to eat. Tell me what to eat real yes. quick. And I mean, it was on a fly. I was like, okay, hamburger, no bun. Yeah. Salad, you know, yeah. vinaigrette dressing, um, sweet potato, baked potato plain. Yeah. You know, I was like, done. There Great. you go. And they're like, awesome. Didn't think of that. Thank you. Exactly. And it's I've always had my favorite thing at every restaurant, like, you know, like any chain restaurant that I've been to yeah. before, I have like my one menu go-to option that I'm going to always want to get there. But I'm I'm learning different things. Yes. And, and it's like, so I go to a restaurant, I don't necessarily order the my favorite thing that I would 
absolutely just choose if there was nothing, no other considerations at all. Yeah. But I'm finding substitutions that little I, substitutions. I like, you know, I mean, I, I don't hate them. I, I and and they leave me feeling like I remember the old Libby would go out to dinner and I would eat, you know, like five pieces of bread while I was waiting for yeah. the food. And then I would eat the like, I remember we used to go to Red Lobster and I'd eat all those biscuits. Oh, and then so I would good. eat like fried shrimp and and then I would leave and I would have to like literally unbutton my pants because I felt so bloated. And then my, like I, I just felt terrible, like overly stuffed. Now I say, don't bring the bread and they don't bring it. Or if they bring it, I just let the kids eat it and I just sit there yeah. and don't eat it. And then I eat my salad, which tastes amazing. And then I eat my like, fish and vegetables and then I leave and I feel yeah full I'm super full my food tasted super good you feel because good about your choices I, yeah and I feel amazing like my body feels amazing and I'll tell you when you feel when you don't fill up on the bread your dinner feel tastes yes. so amazing I don't even taste my dinner when I've had five no. rolls ahead of time <laughs> no you know and that's what's hard I feel like I've been on both sides of that that I would do the same thing you know eat 10 breadsticks and mm-hmm. everything else oh, yeah. and just leave them feel yucky. Or I was so restrictive mm-hmm. that I didn't enjoy what I was eating because I was so stressed about everything. Mm-hmm. So now it's finding that balance of, okay, we're eating out. I can't handle, I can't control everything that they're doing in the kitchen. Right. I don't know what they're cooking with. I don't know this or that, but I can modify the other things. Mm-hmm. And it's finding that balance. It really is. Yeah. It really is. How often do you have treats? I try. Same thing once a week. Yeah. You know? Because I think if you don't ever have them, I mean, I, 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 I'm I, trying to get away from the willpower. Yes. And so the way I'm getting away from the willpower is I'm full. I mean, I'm yeah. eating foods that fill me up, so I'm not dying. And yeah. then when I'm craving something, I try to be like, why am I craving that? Like, am I hungry? Or is it, or is it am I bored or am bored. I stressed? Mm-hmm. And if I'm stressed or bored, like maybe I'll take the dog for a walk or maybe yeah. I'll, um, you know, open this book and start reading this book or, you know, and, and, exactly. and I and I try to like listen to my body and be kind to myself and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. of course you're stressed. Like you've had a really busy day instead of like, what's wrong with you, you idiot? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I mean, that self-talk doesn't really help any exactly. at all. <laughs> you know, and, and I think that is so much, it is just trying the different little tricks and being kind about it. And, you know, and kind of the same thing. Okay. If I really can't control it, I'm going to have a treat, make it a little treat. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I used to have this all or nothing mentality. It was like, yes. okay, no sugar, no sugar, no sugar, no sugar. Oh, I ate sugar. Well, I'm so going to eat can't a whole can of icing. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just a couple spoonfuls, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Josie's been making this stuff. I had it last night and it was so good. She's been taking these like, she's into this gluten-free kick right now, which is great. But, you know, she's kind of substituting all the bad gluten foods with like the gluten-free substitutes, which I try to tell her like, you're better off to just eat whole foods. But, you know, for a kid, hey, it's she's doing yeah. great. But she has this little concoction there. They started out to be energy balls, like little power balls. Mm-hmm. But um, we eat them so fast that she doesn't even bother making them into the power in the ball. She just like yeah, leaves, just it, leaves in the it in the bowl. bowl. But she's taken these like gluten-free rolled oats with um, coconut okay, and then some natural peanut butter, butter and then some chocolate chips and then she mixes it up. So it's like it's, the energy balls. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. good. But the problem is oh, portion you can control eat on those portion things. control. Yes. Right. I mean, that's and, and she puts some coconut oil in them too. So he- healthy fats with the um, peanut butter and the coconut oil and the Throw coconut. some flax seeds. In yes. There. Yeah. And she'll do that sometimes too. Flax seeds, chia mm-hmm. seeds, I think. And, um, but we can like really go to town on that oh, stuff. Oh, those are... I made myself a little like we have these like little like maybe pudding bowls would be the yeah. size of them, and I put a little bowl full of that last night and had that after we ate our dinner and it was like so they are. good. You know, the first time I had those was at the Huff, fifty oh, k. Really, it was like mile twenty one, and I remember going back one year and that's all I could think about. I couldn't wait to get to that point because they had them and they're like, oh, we didn't make them this year, and I was like, are you for real? <laughs> I'm going home. I did 50 k's uh, worth of running whole just to eat reason that. I showed up to this race is to do that. I, I think where my struggle lies right now is kind of off that topic or on that topic a little bit too is this happened to me this week. I knew I was going to eat this cake on Friday mm-hmm. and then I thought about it like all, all week. week. And then I mean I just it was like I don't want to think about it all week long, <laughs> you right. know. I really and and then it was and then I 
I felt like this is going too fast as I was eating it. I'm like, I, this is going to be gone too soon. So then I was like, had was going to have one piece, and then I ended up having two pieces. I mean, and I don't regret eating two pieces. It was good. It was so good. But like, I don't want to like obsess about it right. as much as I do. And um, you know, so I don't want anyone listening to this podcast to think that I've got it all figured out or that you've got it all figured out. We are always evolving and constantly yeah. trying to figure this out, right? And 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 trying to find something that like um I don't want to I've done the yo-yo thing where I lose 10 pounds, gain 10 pounds, lose 10 pounds, gain 10 pounds. You know, we've all done that, right? right? <clears throat> but what I want to do is get to my ideal weight, which I'm pretty much at, but then I want to be able to keep it here in yeah. a way that is just so it's not healthy a, yeah it's not a diet it's just like a sustainable way of living and i think that requires some balance you know not mm-hmm. restricting 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 um but but not not the diet mentality like it's more just this is the way i can eat forever yeah. you know well and i think of getting to that and i think that's where we are in a really good way of understanding what our body needs food wise mm-hmm and what types of foods that mm-hmm. our bodies need. And, you know, it's just hitting those correct macros and having, I'm not saying the calorie counting on that end of, mm-hmm. you know, making sure you have healthy vegetables, mm-hmm. healthy carbs, the right kinds of proteins. I think that that's just such a, then your body naturally is full from eating those things. Mm-hmm. So it's just. Yeah, the intuition, you know, and I, yeah. I've, I've always, trusted other people and I've never trusted my own body or my own intuition on lots of things you know and like if someone else told me this is what you need to do I would okay I'll do it yeah. but um, I'm learning now to like my body has a lot of the answers I just need mm-hmm. to like tune into it and listen to yeah. it and tune into those hunger signals and those um, right. satiety signals and question question some things like okay I'm hungry really because you just had a huge lunch like two hours yeah. ago like are you should you really be hungry I don't think I am well I think and I'm... that's what's fascinating too in Jason Fung's other book mm-hmm. um that when he taught the intermittent fasting when he talks about it was one of the people in the books that's talking about fasting and they fasted for seven days mm-hmm. and they're like you know I thought I was starving at day one I thought I was starving at day two but by day four I realized my hunger pains at day four were the same hunger pains that I had an hour after I ate normally. Mm. They really weren't that different. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, yes, I was hungry, but I wasn't dying. Mm -hmm. I wasn't starving. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was fascinating of learning to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. Exactly. And I thought, huh. Yes. Okay. And we're not good at that anymore. No. Right? Like we, I mean, our ancestors, I think we're so much better at that than us. Um, Which brings me to like one of my final points is what is the most important thing to eat when you're trying to lose weight? Fat. Yeah. And really, here's the thing your own body fat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's hard for us to realize that, that fat. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, eating, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and it's, you know, people are, we've been told, we've, doctors and the government have told people for years, don't eat fat, but eat fat, it's so yeah. satiating, but then also remember that, like, you're not starving. No. I've got some fat on my rear, <laughs> and I've got some yeah. fat on my gut, you know what I mean? And my body can dine yes. in and eat that fat well, in between meals. And And maybe we'll talk about this later on, but... Also talking about that, you know, your MCT oils and mm-hmm. all the different things as we get older, looking at dementia, looking at Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. looking at all the different things, it's key. Mm-hmm. Our brain needs those healthy fats mm-hmm. as we age Absolutely. big time. So if anyone's ever interested, really, really read Jason Fung, F-U-N-G, mm-hmm. his um, Complete Guide to Intermittent Fasting, I think it's called. And the Obesity Code, code. but mm-hmm. they're, they're fascinating. Mm-hmm. And he's got, if you're not into reading books, um, he's got some YouTube videos yeah. too. Um, yeah. I watched one, it was an hour long, but it was one that he gave to the CrossFit health community. Um, so CrossFit, um, what do they call it, the MDL1 or something like that? that it, it's, it's a level one CrossFit course yeah. for physicians only. Okay. And um, which... 
I didn't know existed when I did my L- L1. But next time. I know. So I think I'll definitely want to do that at some point. But um, it was an hour-long presentation to them, and it's on YouTube. And it was really – he broke down the science behind it all, and it was super-duper fascinating. So um, that that's on, on YouTube. And, and he's just – He's just a wealth of knowledge, but um, I mean, you. We all fast. We all you you yeah. you. It's everybody ex- listening to this podcast does fast. It's extending that fast. It's just learning to extend the mm-hmm. fast. And my one takeaway today would be this: you don't lose weight and become healthy. You become healthy, and then you lose weight. Ah, yes. And um, you know, and that's what I do when I work with clients. Is I try to. Let's let's fix your health, and then the weight loss will happen secondarily after we get your health totally optimized. Um, and so, I mean, you can lose weight in an mm-hmm. unhealthy way, but it's not in a sustainable way, no. right? No. What about you? Do you have like one final words w- you know words what? of wisdom? I was I was talking to someone yesterday, and they were just really really focused on exercise mm-hmm. and wanting to lose weight, and and I said how's your nutrition? Mm-hmm. And they're like, awful. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know how they always joke about, you know, abs are not made in a gym. Mm-hmm. They're made in the kitchen. Absolutely. And she's kind of looked at me. But I think that is the takeaway of, it is. you know, it's it's more than just exercise. It's paired together. Yes. And you really have to look at your nutrition because it starts with the nutrition. One hundred percent starts with the nutrition. I think weight loss is at least eighty percent diet. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and so you know the exercise. I exer- I exercise not to maintain my weight or to lose weight. I exercise to um, to be strong, strong and to be fit and to for my mental health. <laughs> really, really, is one of the it's other reasons. Health. Yeah, but um, I eat my diet to. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is with exercise, we become hungrier, right? And then we want to yeah. eat more food. And so it's 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 kind of a if, – if that's your sole purpose in exercising, it, it's going to disappoint you every time, I think. Yeah. Um, I exactly. think exercise is great, and I, I love to exercise, but that is a great, great point. It's it's – it's you got to watch that diet. And I, I didn't for a long, long, long time. I didn't know any better, and I didn't – I didn't – even when I knew better, I didn't want – I loved the food so much, I didn't want to yeah. change it. Yeah, no? and people don't want to change the type of exercise that they're doing too. Right, they plateau there. Another episode. Yes, I know. There's so much more. I, I literally could talk for another couple of hours about this topic. Yeah, um, but we'll we'll leave it there. Next week we're going to talk about toxicity. Yes, and this totally relates to what we're talking about today because what mm-hmm. happens is we're all toxic overloaded, and I'll explain that next week. But those toxins damage your meta metabolism precursors and then that creates your body um to take that that may has your body take an inefficient path to metabolizing metabolizing your macronutrients and so we look at the toxins and how we can limit them and i'll give you some practical ways to do that next time and then um you know my patients we test their metabolism and we see where they're blocked and then we help fix those things so that their body can um, resume a more optimal metabolism so we'll talk about that next week sound good yes yeah excited i can't wait so (laughs) (laughs) we'll have a great week everybody and we'll see you next time okay thanks everyone bye bye Thank you for listening to the PRing Life podcast. If you are interested in learning more or would like to work with us, head on over to our website, www.northsidefunctionalmedicine.com. See you next time.